0: It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. And good morning, friends, and welcome to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. We are thrilled to be with you on KTXW 101.1 FM and eleven twenty AM on Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I'm Kathy Enderbrock, and I am in the studio with the beautiful Marlene McMichael. And this is Love Talk Radio, friends, whether you're listening Saturday morning at 10 a.m. or Sunday evening at 8 p.m. We hope to be a bright light in your weekend this weekend and just lighting the way at, with Jesus for your upcoming week. Marlene, how are you doing this morning.
1: I'm very good. Thank you. I I feel very blessed this morning. It's um you know, we say this often. It's a beautiful day, but it is a beautiful day today in in Texas and um it's um uh, you know, I'm just expecting great things this next week.
0: I I'm looking forward to what the Lord has. And you know, it's funny because we are recording in the morning. And so friends, if you're listening Sunday evening, you're just going to have to forgive us and we would love to know if you want to find us on, on on social media on either um on either Instagram or Facebook, go to Love Talk Radio and, and you will see our three smiling faces right there smiling back at you. It'll be myself, Kathy Enderbrock, Marlene McMichael, and Coach Carrie Brinkader. Coach Carrie is not with us this morning, but you will see her um on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. We would love to know, are you listening? on Saturday morning at 10am or are you listening Sunday evening at 8pm we've just added this extra 8pm slot and uh we're excited for the listeners that are really listening in Sunday oh, evening right. so friends go visit us like us and follow us and let us hear from you we'd love to know are you a morning listener or an you evening also, a listener and you know it's funny Marlene that kind of night. feels like a, a dorm application yeah, are no, you a so what I'm is it called a morning, so a morning a morning something or a night out. 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 a morning like, bird or a night owl
1: really that's a new expression to last me last. I don't know morning bird Maybe because I'm not one I don't know but But also, you know, our listeners can listen to us uh, on our website, on our podcast site. And so we'd like to know which one you like best. That would be nice. There you go. Okay, well,
0: guys and gals, we have an incredible program Uh, for you today. And and Marlene, just thank you so much for preparing this. We are talking about turning the hearts of the fathers to the children. Now, Father's Day is coming up, and we're going to learn a bit about Father's Day and some of the origins of Father's Day. But we want to, one of the things about Love Talk is we really want to step in with love into the days that we are in and just walk out the love of Christ right where we are at and love on the people the around us well, whether they are family or friends or someone that we meet on the street and right show. now it, it we're sorry. kind of the in, in the pre-father's day um, period where we can really prepare ourselves to celebrate Father's Day, prepare ourselves to celebrate our father's well. And so, Marlena, I love when we're talking about fathers that that's not always a a blood type of thing. That sometimes, you know, we just finished with Mother's Day uh, a few weeks ago. And a lot of the women that we celebrated and that we discussed celebrating, they weren't, you know, a, a blood relative. It wasn't a mother, but it was those people that the Lord had brought into our lives that had filled that role as mother, and so I'd like to talk as well about some of the people that have stepped into our lives that have filled that role as father and you know Marlene, it's kind of been a difficult week and and um, the even airing today this is this will be um, kind of a unique day in love talk history because this is the first day in thirty eight years of this program airing. That Mrs. Evelyn Davison, the founder of Love Talk, the, the, the woman who started Love Talk 38 years ago, she has gone home to be with Jesus. And we know that she is dancing and delighted and excited and um having the time of her life and she has had that curtain pulled back so that she can see Jesus' beautiful face. Um but the rest of us are are, are sad that she's no longer with us and I know her wonderful husband Van, he is just missing her dearly. And so we just um just thank you, Miss Evelyn and we just thank the Lord for her life and for her faithfulness and everything that she poured into this program week after week. And so as we step into turning the hearts of the fathers to the children. We just remember this beautiful lady who just turned the hearts of so many to the father, to Jesus that um, spoke to, spoke to hearts and ministered and prayed with individuals. And I can't tell you, Marlene, how many people on Facebook have just been writing in and sharing memories and um, these many tributes and so many things about um, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. It's just, it's been so encouraging just to see the lives that she has touched during the time, the years, the 92 years that she has had with us.
1: Amen. And, you know, I know that this loss is especially um, difficult for you and Carrie and, and even our producer, Gavin, because you knew her much better than I did. But um, the joy is that she is now celebrating, and um, I I often say that God knew it took a village to raise me because he's given me so many mentors and um, counselors throughout my life, father figures and mother figures, and um, I'm so grateful for all of them. Um, it, it, most of our listeners by now know that um I actually had three fathers a father and two stepfathers all of which uh predeceased my mother and but they were all very uh significant in my life in different ways they gave me something different and i now call um, a 92 year old uh resident of Georgetown my Fourth father, and he, and he calls me his daughter, and he gives me sit-downs and goes, Now, daughter, and when he says that, I know I'm going to get a lecture. So <laughs> so he is, he is still doing what God asks fathers to do, which is like Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, and here I am, they will not turn from it. And then Proverbs 1, 8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. So my 92-year-old father is still teaching and instructing every time I see him, and I'm so grateful for that
0: i'm so grateful for the people that god just brings into our lives that you know some are just so unexpected that the first time you meet them you just have no idea of uh just the connection and the relationship that god is going to build and form there and i'll never forget the very first time that um i ever spoke with um uh, evelyn davison i had i had listened to a friend had turned me on to love talk radio I don't know, maybe six weeks prior, and she had called me and she had said, Kathy, you have got to listen to this radio station. Go, go and turn this on. It's an incredible program. They're talking about prayer. And at the time it was Evelyn Davison and Cindy Vanna and uh they were they were talking about prayer on Love Talk and so I turned it on. I I told my friend Sylvia, Oh my goodness, this is such a good program. I love it. And, um, and she goes, Oh, Kathy, you should get on with them and you should talk about that. And I, I told her, I said, Sylvia, I will never be on radio. Like that is not something that the Lord has for me. I tell you, I did it once in Australia and it was a train wreck. I will never do radio. And, uh, she says, okay, okay. Just pray about that. Just pray about that. (laughs) And I thought that was just the weirdest conversation. Well, about six weeks later, my house phone rings And, um, I, you know, I answer it, you know, and, and she goes, well, hello, uh, yeah, I would like to speak with, with Miss Kathy and DeBrock. And, and I said, yes, this is she. And she goes, well, hello, this is, this is Mrs. Evelyn Davison. And I've just heard about you and I'm just excited to talk with you. And I thought, what, what? And anyway, so from there we got to meet and have a wonderful conversation and, um, it's just, I, I got to know Miss Evelyn and I, it's just amazing the way that, they, that God has used her. So I love it. You know, Marlene, the people that God brings into our lives from unexpected places and the way that he forms and shapes our lives and gives, gives us instruction and instructs us in the way that we should go. And it's just a light for our lives. It's an incredible thing. And, you know, we have to be willing to be that then for other people.
1: Absolutely. I, I really think that is the way God renews renews us every day. And um, I, you know, I know that Miss Davidson was lost to everybody at Love Talk was huge. But those things can happen. Uh, my daughter lost, for example, um, her old um, youth leader and mentor, and in fact, he was much a father figure to her just this past week as well, and so you you relive those things, those touches that God brings through people that are really life-changing, and um, so I really encourage um, all of you who have um, people in your lives to reach out to them and say, Happy Mother's Day or Happy Father's Day. I mean, we're past Father's <laughs> Day, but but we have our fathers, and they are our teachers and our mentors. And maybe they're not a blood father, but they are still a gift of God to us to instruct us in His ways. And so I'm I again, this we we honor these people today, and I I'm hoping that this show really does that, that it not only speaks to us about our Heavenly Father, but that we are able to honor those who are in our lives this very day and those in our past who have been the mentors, the teachers, the counselors, and the role models that God wanted us to walk beside.
0: Oh, I love that. And, you know, Father's Day is not for another week and a half, so we have time to pull out that piece of paper, pull out that notepad, grab that card and put something in the mail or write something special and, you know, tuck it into their uh, briefcase or drop it off at their house or just make a point to calendar a call to be able to call them and talk with them and just share the ways that you are grateful for how God has used them in your life, or just even grateful for what they have done uh, for you and the sacrifices that they've made for you, or that one piece of wisdom that set your feet on solid ground that they shared with you. So many ways to appreciate our fathers and to recognize them and to value them rightly um, during this Father's Day season. Amen. Amen. Well, so Marlene, I love that the program that we have shared, we are going to be looking at how God views us, how he has, has a desire in his heart for family and how he has adopted us not as um, half brothers or excuse me, half sons or half daughters, but as full sons and full daughters, how he has stepped into that role of father for us and the relationship that he desires to have with us. And um, it is not a master-slave relationship, but it is a father-child relationship, a father-son, a father-daughter relationship that he desires to have with us. And we have scripture that just so clearly um just shares the heart of God towards us. And I'm just excited to step into these things with all of our Love Talk listening friends today.
1: Amen. Yes. Um you know, you were talking about just then that we're not slaves. Well we're not the the Cinderella. You know yes. that, that, that's in the house. It's it's even your house, but you're the slave. You know, so God is really um and that's again, as you said my hope today is that we under, come to a place where we really understand what an honor and a glory it is to be sons and daughters of, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I mean, that's mm-hmm. quite amazing. Uh, and I hope we can wrap our heads around it and our hearts around it so that it is is also life-changing.
0: Uh, yeah, and Marlene, you know, I just think I know that, um, you know, your daughter, Cara, as her heart is just mourning the loss of, of her her, uh, her David Bend who stepped into that father role for her. And, and I think as we are mourning the loss of those individuals who have been in that father role for us, who maybe are no longer there. Or maybe we never had, uh, that uh, we never had a father and we look to that our heavenly father to fill that role. I love that he tells us in his word that he is a father to the fatherless. And so he is willing to and just desiring to step into that role for us. So friends, we are going to be right back with you in a minute. We're going to take a break to hear from our sponsors. And I want to tell you, you have a father and we are going to be stepping into Father's Day and there is so much to celebrate. We're going to be celebrating fathers today on Love Talk. Friends, stay with us as we hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with you right after this.
1: And welcome back, friends. You're listening to Love Talk on the Bridge, Austin. Today's Christian radio at 101. FM and 1120 AM. I'm Marlene McMichael and I'm in studio with my amazing co-host Kathy Indebrook. Our good friend and co-host Carrie Brinkater is not with us today. She's off enjoying Cabo. (laughs) Yes, she (laughs) is. We're both envious,
0: but uh,
1: (laughs) welcome back. And Kathy, as we've said, it's almost Father's Day. We have a week but really a week before Father's Day. And so I want to talk more about fathers, who they are, what's their role, and why is that so important. And so would you start us out with reading our key verses
0: today? Yeah, absolutely. I love the emphasis that God has put on fathers. You know, it it, it can be seen as a big burden, but boy, what a joy. What a joy it is to be able to call yourself a father Today and to be able to um, recognize the father that God has placed in your life. You know, sometimes as Marlene, we were talking in our first segment the father that god has placed in our lives isn't always a blood relative sometimes it is a mentor a father figure that god has placed there and in his word god says this about fathers in second corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 that's over in the new testament in the in the new testament portion of your bible it says this and i will be a father to you And you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Oh, I love that so much. And then in Romans, again, in the New Testament portion of your Bible, Romans chapter 8, verses 14 and 15, it says this. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, but rather the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And I love this phrase, Abba, father and uh and what it means and i know marlene you're going to talk about it when we hear this term abba that it's, it's a little bit different than father it's a little bit more intimate it's a little bit more close and uh, i love how god allows us to call him not just father but also abba amen you know
1: um there, I, the, 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 I'm having a hard time coming up with words here. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the word ABBA has always, in my mind, meant, um, daddy. You know, and that's a very intimate term, and it's very familiar, and it's very, um, it, loving. It's, it, it, it connotes all of those things in my mind. And but I was reading a a, um, piece that was done by a guy named Chad Harrington, who actually is a graduate of Asbury Theological Seminary. But he's also the founder and publisher of Harrington Interactive Media, which is him publications. And so he says, no, it's 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 more than daddy. Um, It's a term that in as it's translated is something that only a child can use, which denotes the intimacy, but it's also denotes obedience. And, um, so it's, it's a term of honor from someone who's very intimate. It's a term of really submission to your father, God, because you know, you're going to obey him. So, um, and, and, um, in his piece, Chad told a story of him arriving in Israel and he went to the men's room. And uh, Israeli father was was trying to teach his very young son how to wash his hands, that he needed to wash his hands. And um, the father said most of the instruction was in English. But then he says, but when you respond to me, call me Abba. And again, that means yes, sir, I love you, Daddy, all at the same time. <laughs> and I just I just was overwhelmed by that. And um, so thoughts? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, it really does. It, it is kind of a term of this beautiful, willing, um, admiring submission. And, and I love that. And, you know, the term ABBA is kind of dear to my heart because I call my dad Daddy, and it's, I mean, I just, and, and I, I, my dad is so gentle, so patient, so kind, and he's an incredible provider for his children. He loves the Lord. His favorite book of the Bible is Isaiah, and he loves to share from that book. And he just, he's such a godly man, and when I call him daddy, it does come with all of that. He's, you know, just this awesome figure who I gladly and joyfully uh kind of fall under or put myself under because I know that whatever he does, whatever choices he makes, whatever actions he takes, whatever he does is going to be for my good. And um so I love how you've kind of opened this up, this word up for us, this word Abba, um, that that we have seen as daddy, it's not a a trite, simple word. It is a full, intimate word where we are looking to our father in heaven, placing ourselves under him, but with an awesome respect and a a, a submitted obedience to him and to his word, knowing that whatever he does and the choices that he makes and what he allows in our life, it will be for our good. And um, I I just, you know, Marlene, I think it's amazing to think that we are daughters of the king of kings. We are daughters of the creator of the universe. And we are daughters of uh, of this father who just intimately knows us and loves us and accepts us, but wants to just grow us up into these beautiful, you know, you know, humans, beautiful children that he's created. It's just an awesome, awesome thing to even think about and to even begin to try and comprehend.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I really hope that um, our listeners will take a minute or two or five mm-hmm. and really let the fact that you are a child of God sink in. You know, God didn't have to have us. He wanted us. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole idea that God is predisposed to favor you and and predisposed to say yes to you and predisposed to love you. He says his you know in so many verses his compassion went out to us, and mm-hmm. so um, I hope that that wraps you in uh, a tremendous blanket of comfort. Um, you know. Some of you know that I, I went to Asbury for the 200th anniversary uh, of the Collegiate Day of Prayer uh, back in, in March, and that was at the end or the, the waning days of the Asbury revival, although many people would say that revival is still going on. It's just now all over the United States and other parts of the world, and I praise God for that. But a friend of mine just this week asked me what you were there, what was it like and I said, you know, it. This was a, a revival that was aimed at the the youth. Mm-hmm. Even on the last day, the adults, we old people, had to sit up in the balcony. the The floor of the auditorium was only for the young people, the college students. And I thought that was wonderful because they could be who they were without having grandma look over their shoulder. <laughs> And, but the other thing was that this is a generation that, and we talked about this a little bit before the recording, this is a generation that's full of anxiety Mm -hmm. and full of fear. And, and yet when God came in the revival, there were waves of extreme joy and celebration, but there was, were waves of just nothing but his peace. Mm -hmm. It was, it was as though you were encased. In a bubble of his love. It, mm-hmm. it was the perfect protection of being in the womb with God being your creator. And, um, and there was, I, it is indescribable. <laughs> <laughs> because it, God was so present and yet there was such peace. Yes. And so, um, Abba Father,
0: he's our yeah. Abba. Father. He is our Abba Father. And you know, I know that there are just listeners out there who need to hear this, that that you are not meant, we are not meant to live in a place of fear. And I think that key scripture that we took from Romans eight, fourteen, and fifteen, it says you do not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Right? We we God understands, especially this generation live their default emotion marlene is anxiety and fear and friends that is not what god has for you you are not meant to be living with a default emotion of of fear and anxiety what he has for you the spirit that he wants to just pour into your heart is a spirit of peace and of joy and, and that is where we are meant to live. That's, that is where we are meant to operate. And as we wake up in the morning, we are meant to wake up surrounded with peace and joy and love and gentleness and kindness. Those are the seeds that are to be growing in our heart and overflowing from our, our, our hearts and our lives and our lips. And if you are living in a place of anxiety and fear today, friends, I just, I just urge you go to your Abba Father, open his word, meet with him there and tell him that you do not want that spirit of fear and anxiety. You want the spirit that he wants to place in your heart, the spirit that calls you um, a son and a daughter, the spirit that allows you to cry out to him, Abba Father. And I love that that's the spirit that is residing within us, Marlene.
1: Amen. You know, Abba, the term Abba, Father, I, at least according to Mr. Harrington, only appeared three times in the New Testament. And one of those was when Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane cried out, Abba, Father, take this cup from me. So it was both the intimacy and the sign of obedience that he'll do it either way. And that's what he said, "I'll, I, I'll do as you ask. But even Jesus used the term, and 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 God was His Father that way. Mm-hmm. And but then also there's um, Galatians four, four through seven. It says, "But when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. So again, not a slave, <laughs> that we might receive adoption as sons." Because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts and the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. And that that says a whole lot.
0: It does. Well, it reminds me of that song, um, I'm no longer a slave to fear for I am a child of God. And, you know, I think that, that we will serve something and, um, but there is a difference between a servant's heart that keeps their eyes on, uh, just the, the, the beautiful one that they serve versus a slave that is under the heel of those that they serve and we are we are not slaves we are not uh those who who go and um are are fed poorly and, re- and and not rewarded and taken for granted we are not that we are sons and daughters and we choose to be a servant because we know um just what God has for us as we serve him is just beautiful and good and we serve as you know just as a daughter of a king i think of um the princess of of wales and the uh, gosh who is it the um princess kate she yes. serves she serves the people as her role as princess as her as her role she goes out and she um raises awareness of certain issues and she goes in and she serves others but she doesn't do it as a slave she does it to fulfill the role that she has stepped up into. And I think that's, you know, as we go and, and we fulfill the roles, we fulfill the life that God has asked us to step up into, it is an incredible life as a daughter of the king, as a son of a king, um, that we're able to, to go and do immeasurably more than we ever imagined that we could do in this life that he's given us.
1: Absolutely. And this, you know, this verse talks about the adoption to sonship. And you know, to me, adoption means I want you. <laughs> I picked <laughs> you. I chose you. And um, I'm again. I'm. I'm just really hoping listeners can wrap their arms around that and embrace that. That God has chosen you from the foundations of the world to be His son or daughter, and that in doing that, in your service to Him, you become heir to the king. I mean that's yeah. powerful.
0: Isn't it amazing that all it takes is a yes. You know, it's not something that we have to earn. He doesn't uh say, hey, once you achieve this, then you will be a son. It is simply giving him your yes, saying I recognize who you are. I recognize what you have offered me. I recognize the desire of your heart. I recognize that I don't, as a sinner, I don't deserve it. But yet you, you gave Christ as a sacrifice for my sin, as an offering to redeem my life and pay the penalty that my sin cost me, which is the penalty of death and and. I say yes to that. I say yes to Christ. I say I say yes to asking for forgiveness of my sins. I say yes to having you as my father. I say yes to your Holy Spirit just entering my heart. I say yes to all of this. And we can say that yes and give that yes any moment. We don't have to achieve anything in order to approach the throne uh you know, to approach his throne. And I think that is just a miraculous, miraculous thing. And Marlene, I love a distinction that you so beautifully made, is that you, you said earlier that God did not need to do this, that this his desire to have us as his sons and daughters did not come out of a, a need or a hole in his heart. You know, we we definitely – You know, we understand the difference between a need and a want, right? I mean, I understand that I need to eat food, right? My body needs food. And, um, and there are certain things that I need to have. However, I know that there are a lot of things that I want that I don't need, but I want them. I desire them. And, and if they are good for me, boy, I'm going to pursue them. And that is the difference with God. He did not offer us this relationship out of a need that he had to feel whole or to attain something. He offers us this relationship out of pure desire to have this relationship with us, not to better himself, but to offer us and to share this delight with us and to share relationship with us and. um, we don't complete him in any way, but the idea and the understanding that we're able to add to his joy, or to just, just to to put a smile on his face—I mean, that's a tremendous, that's a tremendous blessing and, and a tremendous um, knowledge to live in. I think. Absolutely. I mean, if we don't often think about
1: what brings God joy. Yeah but it's his children just like it is for us it's his children and um i was actually god woke me up and and i was supposed to pray for someone recently and i didn't understand any of it but but at the end of it i knew that god had such joy in this person and I kind of wanted to go. Well, well, what about me? I want, I want to give you joy too. <laughs> and, and it was, it was, it was the, like. In fact, I I wrote her and I told her. I said, from this day forward, I've never wanted that before. But from this day forward, I want to be the kind of person that that causes God that joy. And oh. because it was that real and that. You know, maybe in the tad bizarre side for some people, but <laughs> this is my reality. And so I want to read First John 3, 1. It says, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are oh. children of God, heirs to the king, chosen by him. I mean, that is just, that's just awesome.
0: I think that's amazing that just to understand that God chooses you that God says yes to you before you ever said yes to him that he had plans for you before you your plans ever included him and scripture says that he he loved us first that we we actually are able to love because he loved us first and um, I just, I want to love the way that God loves. And I know, Marlene, you know, especially with the times that we are in, love is there are so many different things that are labeled as love. There are so many different emotions and desires and activities that are labeled as love. And I I want to know what true love is. And I know that real love, life-giving love, light-giving love it resides in god alone and so i want to know that kind of love i want to know how to love that way the right way the good way the life giving way and all of these other ways that you know and things that that people call love you know i i pray that that the lord would really do a work in their hearts that they would be able to really taste and and see that that um that God's love is just the life giving love and it's it's the light of their life and um and that's that's what my hope is not only to know God's love and know the love that He's poured out on me but to share that love with others that they would know what real true abiding love feels like and the transformation that it brings in, in one's heart and in one's mind.
1: Yeah, I I think that you know what Scripture says is that what is love? It's it's to lay down your life for your friend, and and God did that for yeah. us through Jesus. But at the same time, you know, we must do that to those around us. Yes, there are many times when I you I think oh I don't want to go to that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know because I
1: just you know it's comfortable in the home but sometimes god does call us to go out and and work the fields or or take care of the homeless or take care of those that are in need and um so it's just a thought you know how how do we not only accept god's love and embrace the fact that we are his and he chose us but also Share that with the world. And I think that as the darkness gets darker, that is going to be the need. The church is going to have to say, we must show our love to, we must show God's love to the world.
0: You know, that's a good point. This Father's Day, how can we share the Father's love? with those around us, with those that he's placed in our lives. Friends, we're going to recognize our fathers this Father's Day. We're going to show gratitude. We're going to bless. We're going to appreciate. And then we are also going to step out and share the Father's love with those who are desperate for it, a world that is filled with anxiety, a world that is filled with fear, a world that is filled with hopelessness there is hope in the father's love there is joy there is peace in the father's love and that's the love that we want to share um, in the just in the times that he has placed us in well friends marlene i you know i don't know how this happens every single time but we are at the end of our second segment and boy that that 25 minutes sure does go by fast friends well We are talking today about the love of the Father. And this Father's Day, God promises to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And friends, his heart is turned towards you. Oh, how he loves you. We want you to know the love of the Father today. We're going to be talking more about this and about the origins of Father's Day. How it all even got started. Why is it that we have a Father's Day every month of June. Friends, we're going to hear from our sponsors who have so faithfully kept Love Talk on the air for the last 38 years. We just value them and appreciate them. You can turn to them for your needs, whether it be mechanical or lawn or health. Uh, they are there for you, ready to step out and help you with whatever your needs are. We're going to hear a word from them, and then we'll be right back with you for more Love Talk. Stay with us welcome back friends to love talk here on the bridge austin central texas christian talk where we are building bridges of love and leadership well friends this morning we are talking about turning the hearts of the fathers to the children father's day is coming up and marlene we have had an incredible first two segments and we are in this third and final segment we have about 12 minutes left to wrap up the program, friends, we want to say thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm Kathy Endebrock, and in studio with me is the beautiful Marlene McMichael. Coach Carrie Brinkater is not with us today, but she will be back with us for our uh, second Father's Day program next week, where we're going to be uh, just interviewing an amazing father with an incredible story And so today, Marlene, we've been laying down the premise of Father's Day, that God is a father to the fatherless, that God has adopted us as sons and daughters, that we truly are sons and daughters of the one true king, the king of kings, and that he has adopted us. And made us full heirs with Christ, not out of a need that he had, but out of a, an abiding love for us. And I just love that so much. And there is this, this, um, huge role, this huge blessing that he has given to fathers that I would love to talk about, um, as we kind of wrap up this, this final segment. I think there is a bit of, um, an an epidemic of fatherlessness, that there is this um, idea that somehow being a father is, is not as lifted up or important or crucial as it truly is. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, God has said, I'm a, I will be a father to the fatherless. He never says I'll be a mother to the motherless. He says a father to the fatherless. There is something about that father role that makes such a profound difference in our lives. And um, as we've been pressing into that and talking through it today, Marlene, it's so apparent and, you know, you spoke in our first segment that fathers are don't always, those father figures aren't always a blood relative. They aren't always a blood father that sometimes the Lord will bring father figures into our lives to mentor us, to love on us, to um, give us counsel and advice. And we value them. And this Father's Day, we want to honor them. We want to honor our fathers. We want to honor those individuals who have stepped into those father roles in our lives. And Marlene, if we are a father, uh, which obviously you and I are not, (laughs) but if we are a father, that is also an incredible role, blessing and privilege that we need to step into this Father's Day.
1: Absolutely. I. You know, if you look at prison statistics and so many other things that, that are happening in our country and really around the world, <coughs> the majority did not have a father figure in their life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so, <coughs> excuse me, but um, God is not only our father and he wants us, But he wants us to be like him. Yes. That means for our fathers, they need to be fathers.
0: Yes. (laughs) You okay. Well, as Marlene grabs some water, I want to share with you just the background a little bit and the history of Father's Day. And so this is something that's kind of interesting. Mother's Day actually did come first. Father's Day... (laughs) came second and so Father's Day is June 18th so friends you can mark that on your calendar it is June 18th so it is a week and one day from today so there is time to uh kind of prepare to go and celebrate that person or, you know, even start a week early if there's a few father figures that the Lord has really blessed your life with. And um, so I want to read this at the turn of the 20th century, Mother's Day observances were growing across the United States and the federal government had yet to recognize the holiday, but many states had adopted the third Sunday in May as that special celebration day honoring mothers. And so during a Mother's Day church service on June 20th, 1909, um, there was a Spokane, Washington woman named Sonora Smart Dodd. She was one of six children raised by a widower. And so she got the idea to do the same thing for fathers. And so she went to local churches, the YMCA, shopkeepers, government officials, boys. She went to everyone. This was a determined daughter. And she went to everyone to drum up support for her idea. And she was successful. Washington State, State celebrated the nation's first statewide Father's Day on June 19th, 1910. And so, Marlene, that's pretty impressive. In one year, this daughter... Was relentless and went to all of these different figures from the YMCA up to her local government and got the nation to celebrate the first Father's Day on June 19th, 1910. And so I think that's a pretty incredible thing that it was a daughter who stood up and said, I love celebrating my mom, but boy, I, my dad, he's a widower who has just raised what is it six children right i want to honor him and so what a blessing to be able to honor our dads this father's day
1: absolutely and even then there was a lot of criticism about uh, well this is just a commercial holiday a chance to buy presents and spend money and all of that sort of thing but it really was more than that for her her father was as you said a widower He was also a Civil War veteran, but he still did it. You know, and back in the 1800s and early 1900s, men were supposed to be tough dudes, you know, so I don't see, I don't see him being a warm, fuzzy father, but apparently he was a good father. And so she kept working on it and, and it, the idea took off. And in 1924, President Calvin Coolidge recognized Father's Day as the third Sunday in June and encouraged states to do the same. And then later in uh, 1956, Congress officially recognized Father's Day. And then in 1966, President Lyndon Johnson issued a proclamation calling the third Sunday in June to be recognized as Father's Day. But it really didn't become a federal holiday and and permanent official like written in stone until 1972 when President Richard Nixon signed a proclamation making it that holiday, that federal holiday. So that's how it all started. Um, And I I looked back and I thought, okay, how did we honor Father's Day when I was growing up? And, uh, you know, mostly it was just a day where dad cooked barbecue out at the lake.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, Kathy. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it truly was father's day for me was kind of like a, a day off for dad, maybe going on a walk or a hike or, you know, something like that. We didn't really do much TV. So any activity for us was always an outside activity when I was younger.
1: Yeah. Well, but the bottom line is that fathers are pretty important. Yes. And, um, and God himself is Abba Father. But I think what Scripture says in Malachi 4, which is the last two verses of the Old Testament. So, to me, it's kind of like that's the explanation point on the Old Testament. Yes. So you know, yada, 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 all this, say this. God. Yeah, yeah. Has one more thing to say, explanation point, last two verses. It says that... um Before the great and terrible day of the Lord, that a prophet will come and he will turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I will not come and strike the land with complete destruction. So God wants us to be like him. He wants our hearts or our father's hearts to be turned to their children. So No conviction or anything, (laughs) (laughs) but fathers out there, are your hearts turned towards your children to where they are like God's heart towards you, full of compassion for them?
0: You know, I I love that. It's so, so, so true. I think that Father's Day really does represent a 2 Fold focus that it is the hearts of the fathers turning back towards the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers and so this father's day friends it is it is both fathers out there like marlene said are your hearts turned towards your children filled with compassion filled with mercy for them um filled with um Just a desire for their success, for their goodness, for their wholeness, pouring love out on them. And children, are your hearts turned towards your fathers with love and respect and admiration and gratefulness for how God has used them in your life and And friends, if you do not have a father, go and meet your heavenly father. Just open his word. Learn about his love for you. Meet him there. Just pray and ask him to fill your heart with the peace and the love and the joy that he promises that you would come to know him. And fathers, if you've been struggling and you don't know how to be a good dad, you don't know what that looks like, maybe you didn't have a good dad, I encourage you, open God's word. He will show you what love looks like, what compassion looks like, what gentleness and kindness looks like. He will grow you in wisdom and grow your father's heart. No, well, Marlene, I have just loved this program. Thank you so much for it. Friends, we are already at the close of our hour, uh, this beautiful weekend in Austin, Texas. We would love to hear from you. Go visit us on our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio or see us on Instagram. Let us hear from you about this Father's Day. And let us hear from you. Are you listening to us Saturday at 10 a.m. or Sunday evening at 8 p.m.? friends? Go to church this Sunday. Find a church that asks you to bring a Bible that will give you a Bible if you need one. And if you don't have a Bible, email us at Let's Talk at lovetalknetwork.com. We would love to hear from you. we love to supply you with the Bible and pray pray with you. That's Let's Talk at lovetalknetwork.com. Marlene, it's been great. Thank you so much. Friends, we look forward to being back with you next week. Coach Carrie Brinkator will be with us. Well, for me, Kathy Enderbrock, and for Marlene McMichael, this has been Love Talk. Friends, we love you. We look forward to being back with you again next week. God bless you.